Hello guys and welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am your host Lisa and I am here today with a very special guest. I wouldn't be here today both figuratively and very much literally without him. The one, the only, Robert Hollihan, my father. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show, Dad. Today we are going to be talking about the Marshall Tucker Band We went to go see them two weeks ago at the Paramount, and they are a band that my dad grew up listening to. Before the concert, Dad, when was the last time that you really listened to the band and saw them live? Uh, 1977, to be exact. Wow. That's a long time ago, isn't it? That is. (laughs) I wasn't even a thought back then. So... I am very much looking forward to discussing the band with my dad today. We're going to be talking about their live performance back then. We're going to be talking about their performance present day, band member changes. We're going to be talking about how my dad got into the band. We have a lot to go through today. I am also extremely interested to pick my dad's brain to compare music back then to music present day, what he thinks about present day, where he thinks about music and where it's heading and all that jazz. But as always, you guys, before we can get into that, we have our top three international countries of this week. So dad, not only am I welcoming you to the show, but you're going to help me introduce these top three countries. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, coming in at number three, we have Spain. Nice, Spain. (laughs) Pretty cool, right? Yes. Coming in at number two, we have Canada. Canada, nice to see you listening. Yep, Canada has been very much a loyal uh, fan base that we have here on the show. So shout out to Canada. And coming in number one this week, to no surprise, We have the United Kingdom. Nice. United Kingdom. Yep. They have also been very loyal fans of the show. So there you have it, you guys. Coming in at number three, we have Spain. Number two, Canada. And number one, the UK. Shout out to those three countries. And have no fear, you guys. If you did not make in our top three this week, you can make it next week or any week after that. All you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have. And we could be shouting you out next. All right, Dad. So let's take it back to the beginning. How did you get introduced to the Marshall Tucker Band? And what really drew you in to listening to them in the first place? I first listened to them when I was uh, attending college, uh, upstate New York. Uh, I saw them in a concert, and uh, 
I was very impressed by the by the music that they you know demonstrated at that time. Um, they're very good musicians. They're excellent uh, to listen to, and um, I just enjoyed watching them and watching them perform. So, is the musicianship that really stood out to you as opposed to other bands? That's what draws me to music. Basically, is the fact that um, I like to listen to the music, and I appreciate um, guitarists. I appreciate uh, people on pianos and flutes and. I like to listen, you know, to the individuals who, you know, are playing the music. Um, sometimes today it gets lost. Uh, you, you can't make out, you know, who's playing, you know, what. And uh, that's the difference, I think, in music, what, what it is you know, back then and what it is today. I mean, I just, uh, um, I used to go to a show and, and, the, listen to just three guitars playing all at once and, and for two or three, three hours in a jam. It's a, it's an amazing thing to watch. I mean, to, to see these guys, you know, the way they demonstrate their music abilities. So, Dad, for people who are listening who have no <laughs> idea who the Marshall Tucker Band is, please explain what type of music the band would be categorized as and where they're from. They're from South Carolina. Um, and the music, I probably would categorize it as a southern rock band. Um, basically, um, that, you know, that's what they do. They're really like a jam band. Yes. They, um, I mean, you were there that night with me, and I, I was watching the expressions on your face, and I think you were kind of amazed. I at was. What, at what was being done. I, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a hee-haw band that you expected. <laughs> it was it, these were guys are serious musicians. I mean, these are these are guys that can play, and they've been doing it for forty, it's almost forty-eight years now. In uh, fact, the lead singer is the only original member left of the band. His name is Doug Gray, and he made the announcement that night that he's seventy-one years old, and he said he's not going to stop until the day that he. Uh, passes away so he's very much going strong for the marshall tucker band i know it, it was it was nice to hear him say that i mean as far as he's been through a lot with the rest of the band members you know not being there a couple of them passed away um but you can as you said the the music was very impressive that night i mean it it felt like i was back in school you know back in back in 1977 and and it, they're still playing well. The musicians that they, they got to replace these individuals are, are just as good. Um, I was very impressed that night, you know, in watching them play. I was, you know, it actually took me back to, you know, you know, back to the day 1977. The thing with Marshall Tucker that I, disturbs me the most is that they have not been inducted into the Hall of Fame. I know, that's a crime. It is a crime. It, and hopefully, you know, the exposure that they're having within the recent, you know, tour that, you know, people will, you know, co you know, complain about it. So the tour that it's we went to go see was called the Through Hell and High oh, Water and Back yeah. Tour 2019. And what a poster they had and their setting, too. We got to talk about that, their backdrop and like the stage setting. You said that was from previous album artwork with the horses that they had back there? Yes, that was from uh, the album of The Long Hard Ride. And was that one of their most popular albums, you yes, would say? Yes, that, that was one of their, 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 their hit albums, yeah. 
Was that the album that you got into? Was that your introduction to them? Or do you remember? No, that wasn't the introduction. It was basically the concert that I attended in upstate New York um, gave me the exposure to the band. Marshall Tucker is is a band to, to listen to. Um, if you're into guitars, you're into flutes, you're into, you know, people, you know, actually playing music, then you just, you have to listen and and you'll be impressed by some of the things that they can do. What do you think separates them from other bands or maybe what's missing today in the music scene? Um, what I think is, is that they have that other bands don't have is that they have a, a broad range of, of, of players that can play several different instruments at any given time. I mean, these, that's a true musician that, you know, somebody that... Uh, that can play three or four different instruments. I mean, and play them very well, and it's uh, it, it's it's quite a feat to do that. And today, um, if you're going to concerts, you you're not going to see that. You're not going to see somebody up there on stage playing like four different instruments and playing those instruments, you know, very well. How was it seeing Doug Gray back then versus Doug Gray now at 71 and still going? It was amazing. It was amazing. It's amazing to see them, and it's it's just the, uh, you know, it, I I felt my age that night, you know, by him, you know, talking to the audience and it, telling her in the people in the audience that you probably weren't even born back here in nineteen seventy seven, you know, but but it's true, you know, it's it's it, it, that's a true fact. Uh, Seventy one, and he still sounded very good, and he he was very engaged that all night. I think he very much proved that sometimes age is just about your mentality. That's right. Because up on stage, his stage presence was pretty phenomenal for his age, and it didn't really seem like he was slowing down anytime soon. Correct. I do quickly want to give a shout-out to the other members of the band. We have been discussing Doug Gray, who is the only original member left. He is the lead singer. But we also have Chris Hicks on guitar. We have Rick Willis on guitar as well. We have David Muse on saxophone. We have B.B. Borden on drums. We have Pat Elwood on bass guitar. And we have Marcus James Henderson, who does saxophone, flute, keyboards, vocals. This guy does it all. He was the one who impressed me most, Marcus James Henderson. I have to give him a shout out because I was captivated by the amount of instruments that not only he could play, but for the long amount of time that he was jamming on these instruments and the skill that he had on each of them was truly phenomenal. So I know we touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I really want you to kind of go back and and make a comparison from when you saw them originally to seeing them now. How did the members of the band hold up now compared to back then? Was did you notice any major differences? Did the band get better? Were they the same? Did the sound sound any different than it originally did back then? I honestly believe that um, the band has remained the same as far as musically um, because the, the musicians that we saw that evening are, were just as good as the original band members. 
Uh, the music sounded good. Um, it, it it was almost as, as if I was back in 1977 again. It was just, it was amazing. I mean, it's just that it's nice to see that the replacements are just as good as the originals. Yeah, that's always comforting. That's nice, yeah. Because it, it, it makes for it it makes for even a better concert because you, you remember how the music was originally. And also with new members, you always run the risk of ruining the legacy that you once had. So it's good that you can find members that not only match up to the quality of the past, but maybe even take the songs to a different level or a different place. Correct. So, Dad, what is your favorite album by Marshall Tucker and why? What are some of your favorite songs? And when you listen back to them, what are go-to classics that everybody should give a try? The number one song that I would suggest everybody listen to is Can't You See. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was you, my favorite. You got to listen to that, that, that whole song. It's just unbelievable. Um, that night when we were at the concert, everybody got that got everybody back on their feet. Everybody was dancing and clapping and 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 uh, having a great time. But all their music is good. If you if you, I'm not going to in, indicate one album. I just enjoy that kind of music. That's that's uh, it's it's just brought me back to a good time. That uh, song really got a crowd reaction because you're right. There wasn't a single person sitting down. Everybody was on their feet for that one. And you can tell that everybody had that nostalgia trip going on as soon as they heard the beginning of the song up until the end. It was a really crowd-pleasing uh, moment. It was, yeah. The only thing disappointing thing that night that I saw was that there wasn't uh, a lot of younger people there. It was mostly people. There was a lot of people that were my age that were that was still, you know, around listening to them and still still going strong and listening to their kind of music. But um, it, it it would be nice to see a younger crowd get get involved with their music as well. They definitely have a dedicated fan base, that's for sure. I took a moment to look around the room, and I was hands down one of the youngest people there. <laughs> there were a couple of people around my age there, so that was nice. But for the most part, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of older people, a lot of dedicated fans from you know listening to their music from the beginning, I'm sure. What are some other bands that you think are in the same vein as the Marshall Tucker Band? Probably the Allman Brothers, um, Charlie Daniels Band. Um, that's probably the Leonard Skinner. Yeah, um, they went on tour with Leonard Skinner recently. I know he mentioned that. Yeah, they, that's. I mean, that Southern rock. That's uh, Charlie Daniels is is also accompanying them in in a lot of the the concerts. You know, across the United States, uh, he's been around a long time too. Charlie Daniels is. Uh, I know you're a big fan. We have a, a poster of him in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've been a longtime fan of him as well. I got to get my cowboy boots out. Oh my God, Dad! Can you can you explain <laughs> to everybody the outfit that you wore when you first saw them live? Bell in bottoms. I had bell bottoms and cowboy boots. Fry boots. I was wearing. Wow. That was the thing. You know, like that was the you know that was in style at that time. Did you have a hat? Cowboy hat. Yes, I wore hats. Yeah. <laughs> Nice look, Dad. Yeah, we look like we we were from down south. A boy from Queens. Down south. Down south swag. <laughs> I just love the music. I mean, I 
the Allman Brothers. You, there's a band right there, Greg Allman and Dwayne Allman. These these guys could these guys, you got to listen to this, uh, the music on the guitars because they just there is, the very few people that can play those kind of that that kind of instrument today. Um, there's a few around, but not that many like it used to be. So I knew about the Marshall Tucker Band because I know that you've mentioned them before in the past of some of your favorite musicians and bands that you used to listen to growing up. So when I saw the tickets on sale, I knew I had to take the opportunity to go to a concert with you because there's very rare opportunities that we would be able to enjoy the same show together. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm pulling the trigger and buying these tickets. But I had zero expectation. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And you can't blame me going into it when I, you know, heard the term Southern rock music. I'm thinking more towards like uh, Brad Paisley and Blake Shelton and stuff in that vein. Uh, and I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised that it was completely, for, in my eyes, it was more classic rock and it was more of a jam band and they brought so much musicianship to that stage. There were so many fantastic musicians in one place that how could you not be blown away by the way that they played, regardless of the style of music, whether you enjoy the lyrics or, you know, whether you grew up in the South or you're from the East Coast like we are. But everybody can mutually agree that there is not an ounce wasted of talent in that line of musicians. You're absolutely correct. And I'm glad that you were able to to listen to them that night because... Um, it it was just a great evening because you were i think the exposure was was good for you to listen to that kind of music either because i don't think you you wouldn't normally go out and listen to a Marshall Tucker band <laughs> that's true you wouldn't i mean you i mean it's it was good that I, I was with you and it was very nostalgic to me to be with my daughter and to listen to the same band that i listened to 47 years ago that's amazing you know and i had i had a great evening and uh, uh, you know, we'll do it again, I think. I definitely want to do it again. That's the first thing I said after we left is, wow, you know, we got to go see them again together when they come back around. Because like I said before, I was completely blown away. I'm so used to the standard guitars, bass, drums, you know, keyboards, synthesizers here and there. But the fact that this guy was playing the sax, playing the flute on the keyboards, vocals, guitars, like there was just so much to take in all at once. And I was definitely not prepared for that. But I was pleasantly surprised. And it really took me off guard in the best way possible seeing them jam for that extended period of time. I mean, the venue was pretty much closed and the lead singer kept it going anyway. He's like, okay, one more song and we're going to extend it. So these songs are normally, what would you say, like three to four minutes long? Yeah. But in a live setting, they're extending these songs for as long as they can go for because these guys just get in the zone. And once they're ripping it on guitar or there's a drum solo or there's a moment for sax or the flute, they just can do that off the cuff. And that takes so much skill and so much talent. Well, that's the reason why we go to concerts. We want to see the talent that somebody can demonstrate on any, on any given night. We used to listen to that kind of music. We, I mean, that that's the kind of thing we were able to see. And coming out of that kind of a concert, you get a feeling of, wow, 
look at these guys. You you you, look, you wonder how the heck did they're up there for four hours and they're they're strumming away and it's not an easy thing to do, but they you know they perform well. And to memorize those songs too, because don't forget some of these guys or actually all these guys, but the lead singer are aren't original members, so they have to memorize all these songs and then put on their best performance, and then they pack it on in and then do it again in another state, another city the following day. And these guys aren't the youngest of guys either, but the way that they perform up there, you would think that they have all the energy in the world. You're not kidding. Yeah, and it's nice to see that they have that kind of energy because um, I'm in that category right now. <laughs> They're really keeping the music alive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you don't want to see die. You know, it's nice when you when you go to a concert and you're able to to reenact uh, what you saw forty years ago. I mean, how many people get a chance to do that? And to see, you know, that you know the guys perform and they perform well. I mean, these guys could perform in Carnegie Hall. That's how good they are. I mean, these guys they're musicians, and that's what I that's why I go to concerts to see musicians. How many times did you see them growing up? I would, oh, at least over 10 times. Wow. So, yeah, you were a hardcore yeah. fan. That's like me with Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> what a difference, huh? What, what really stood out to you throughout those times? Like, did you have, do you have any memories at these shows that you can talk about of, oh, yeah, I remember this show because one of the members did this or I was with my friends and we did this. What, what are some memories that stood out to you? Let's go down memory lane here. Well, we traveled all over upstate New York. I mean, when I was going to school, I mean, we would go on weekends that we would go to Buffalo, we would go to Saratoga, we would go to Albany. Any place that you know we would see you know, one of these guys play, I mean, it was it was great just to be able to go on the weekend. And you're young, you know, we were in our twenties, we were going to school, and and it was it was nice to see them perform. And it was like you know, we this is one of the things that we did, you know, while we attended college. I mean, it was it, it was fantastic. And I can't tell you the price that we paid for those tickets because they were <laughs> very cheap. Really, <laughs> very oh, cheap. Man student discounts we were getting i mean come on we, we couldn't you know ask for anything anything more you lucked out and yeah, being like, being born in the time that you were born in yeah simpler it was a, time it was a great time i mean it was a great time for music you got to tell everybody the story that you told me off air about how you lost your group of friends and you were desperately trying to look for somebody and you ended up finding each other in the parking lot after the show. Thank God, because there's there was no cell phones back in the day. No, there was no cell phone. We were in uh, uh, Jersey City uh, watching the Grateful Dead and the, the band. The band was the warm up to the Grateful Dead. It was about a five-hour concert, you know, and, and we were all over the place. I mean, we, you know, we well, we went with about ten people, but we all, you know, wound up in different directions. And after the concert was over, I was just hoping I would run into somebody, some one of my <laughs> friends, because you know we were going. One of my friends was going in the opposite direction, and I, I, we were so glad to see each other, you know, on the way out of here because. Uh, it was just a, you know, it was a large venue and it was, you know. You would have to tell your friends, okay, we're going to meet right here at this spot, right? Because how would you get in touch with them? You couldn't. You, you couldn't, no. It was just pot luck, hoping that you would come across somebody you knew. Correct. And waving them down, hoping for the best. Best. <laughs> 
you get stranded in Jersey City. It's not good. Oh, man. <laughs> so speaking on what you just said, it was a five-hour concert. I know every time I go to a concert, that's one of the first things you ask me besides how was the show. But you asked me how long the show was. You asked me how long the main performer was. You asked me about all the people that come on beforehand and how long their sets were. So... What do you think is the main difference between now and then? Back then, it, a five-hour concert was seen as normal and it wasn't seen as a festival because fast forward to now, it's more so you get maybe like an hour and a half, an hour and 15 for the main person, and that's considered a long time. I know there's limitations now that back then, you know, when I was at concerts, I don't think the limitations were as strict yeah. as far as time goes. Um, cause some of the bands, they would, they would, they would play for three or four, you know, five hours sometimes. And, uh, that was like normal. That was, you know, and nobody really objected to that. But of now, course not. nowadays it's, uh, it, it's, it's more limited, Yeah, because which I think is, is bad for the per- person attending the concert because, uh, strange things happen when it's three or four, when you're into the fourth hour of listening <laughs> to this, this kind of music. <laughs> so, man well the reason why they have those limitations now is because of the venues the venues have to you know get everybody in at a certain time get everybody out at a certain time clean everything so that all is considered when you're booking an artist and you're booking these shows is the scheduled times of okay how many performers are going on before and then that deducts time away from the main performance you know if you have like five uh, warm-up performers, then you're not going to be able to hear the main performer for as long because the venue's got to be shut down by 11.30 or something, you know, along those lines. Correct. So that's why they have limitations now. In fact, the venue that we went to, the Paramount in Huntington on Long Island, I think their venue time was supposed to be 11 or 11.30. I think it was 11.30. And then Doug somehow got the green light because he mentioned a story about how he knew the yeah. owner of the venue, that the owner of the venue used to help sell merch on tour for the Marshall Tucker Band. So because he had the hookup, they were able to extend a little longer. And I'm very happy that they did because, like I said before, they took a three- to four-minute song and then flipped it and doubled it. And these musicians were just so in the zone that you were captivated by their performance and you didn't want any song to end. And you heard what he said. What do you, what the, what, you know, when he mentioned that the audience, what do you want, the long version or the short version? <laughs> yeah, he did say he that. He said that. And it, it, cause the long, these guys go, going into jams. I mean, it's like, and you just, you're there listening to the music, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And he's definitely a great frontman because he has the personality for it. He was making jokes. He was very interactive with the crowd. What I really appreciated, actually, about the Marshall Tucker Band was that they took the performers that went on before them and brought them on stage. And for the last song, they all jammed out together. 
So I thought that was really nice for Can't You See. They brought the fellow bands that opened for them, the opening acts, and brought them out on stage. And that's something that not everybody does, and it's something that you don't have to do technically. But I like the fact that they want to make the opening bands just as included as everybody else in the performance. I thought that was a really nice treat. Yeah, plus it's a, it's a treat for the opening bands themselves. I mean, just to sit, they get up on stage with Marshall Tucker, they can say that they did that. I mean, these guys have been listening to Marshall Tucker as well, so it's it's an it's, it's a privilege, you know, to get that you know to listen to you know and to be part of a, the performance because they know the great musician. A musician will know another musician. Believe me. For those curious about who opened for the Marshall Tucker band. We had Them Dirty Roses, they were the opening act, and then coming in after them was a singer-songwriter, and her name was Lauren Davidson. So out of those two, first, well, first of all, Dad, do you think that these opening acts were quality openers for the Marshall Tucker Band, number one? And number two, out of those two, who did you thoroughly enjoy more and why? Out of the both bands, um, I enjoyed listening to the female singer, uh, Lauren Davidson. I think um, she had demonstrated quite some talent. Her voice was very, you know, clear. And uh, she was she was very nice to listen to. I mean, I th- and the band was very good as well. Um, them Dirty Roses, musicians were good, but I had a hard time making out uh, exactly what was being said. I think Lauren Davidson did a really great job. I think that she was a fantastic opener. I was into Them Dirty Roses as well, but more so, as you said, instrumentally, because they were really killing it. They did bring the energy on stage, which was nice. For Lauren Davidson, she hit it out of the park vocally for sure. She really stood out between the two bands. What I was going to ask you is, do you think openers are important before the show gets onto the main act? Why or why not? And do you remember any classic openers from back in the day when you went to these shows? Um, I think that the openers are very important because um, it's given uh, people the opportunity to demonstrate what kind of music they you know they, they can play. Um, one of the best uh, openers that I saw was, again, Jersey City was the band, uh, another classical um, uh, rock group, which is... Uh, in the Hall of Fame, um, they were excellent when I when I when I went to see them. Um, but I think um, getting back to the question is that that they that um, it, the exposure again, you know, to that kind of a uh, venue is good because then you know who knows what could happen with the with the with the band. You don't know who's in the audience, you don't know who's listening and who's watching. I mean, it's a uh, it's a good it's it's a good thing for an opening band. Yeah, that's how people get discovered that way because it's gaining them new exposure and new fans could be listening. And like you said, you never know who's out in the crowd and you never know. You might be just one person away from really signing a big record deal or meeting the next person you could possibly go on tour with or just getting scouted out for talent. So I think, of course, openers are extremely important. I think it's best to put your best foot forward every time that you go out on stage while you're on tour with these bands because you can't squander that type of opportunity when you're bringing such a dedicated fan base in, such as Marshall Tucker's, 
to just half-ass it or wing it. You need to bring it your all because these people are expecting quality music. Correct. You know, it's, it's that you're absolutely right. I mean, they're expecting that kind of music from, from the main band coming on and they hopefully that the, the, you know, the warm-up band as they used to call it, um, is just as good. So touching on that subject, Dad, do you think there is any hope out there for musicianship like the Marshall Tucker Band and like the bands you grew up listening to, Grateful Dead, the band, Charlie Daniels, all these fantastic musicians? Do you think that this type of music is still alive and well? Do you think that there will be a resurgence anytime soon? Do you think that there's any quality musicians up to par with some of these legends? Where do you think music is headed? I just want to pick your brain about it all. What do you think? I wouldn't say that this music is never going to die, to be honest with you, because um, the fan base that these individuals have created, as you can see um, by the audience that we went to see, is still there. And that just shows the quality of the music. When you have a fan base that can stay around for 48 years, that, that, that's something, man. That's, that's telling you that you, you did something right because uh, usually if you're not going to be around for 48 years listening to the same music if, you, if it wasn't quality. And I believe that there, is, there are musicians today that uh, are de- demonstrating that kind of quality as well. Can you name any musicians that maybe you've listened to recently that you got a spark of joy from where you're like, wow, okay, this person has something special here? Yes, I recently um, attended a concert with Gary Clark Jr. Nice. And I was I was blown away. I was this this individual has got some ex some talent. Is he's with the guitar? He's unbelievable. And I would, you know, he's incomparable to like a Jimi Hendrix of our time. And um, you originally saw him open for Eric Clapton, and that says it all right there. That was a classic concert, you know, for for, for Eric Clapton to invite Gary Clark Jr. You know, huge honor. You know, he has to, you know, he he can play the guitar. I mean, it's it, it was amazing. And then going to his own show, Gary Clark Jr. show. How was that, and what that experience was like compared to him opening for Clapton? Well, my ears were ringing probably for four <laughs> days after that concert, so it, it indicated to me that it was very good. Yeah, it definitely got a bang for your buck. <laughs> exactly. My ears haven't rung like that in a long time. <laughs> so so there's still hope out there is what you're saying, that it's not completely dead and that rock music is still going strong. It's still alive, yes. It's good to see that it's still alive. Why do you think with the Marshall Tucker Band that they are lesser known compared to some of the other bands that you've mentioned earlier? Why do you think that they never kind of broke out past the southern rock or classic rock scene? To answer your question, I don't know if they're lesser known than the other bands that that, um, we mentioned tonight. Um, I think they are well known. Especially, you know, you know, down south, they are, you know, a southern rock band. But um, the thing is, I don't, I can't understand why they haven't been elected into the Hall of Fame. I really don't. That that bat that gets me a little upset. And um, I'm 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 praying that they will after maybe this last next tour. 
Yeah, maybe after this tour, you think that they'll finally be inducted? It might be one of the reasons why they went out and did this tour, I think. You know, it might be like they want, as you said, exposure. Maybe they're trying to get new, they're trying to get, you know, additional exposure. They definitely gained a fan in me. That's That's why we went. That is why we went. So, Dad, to wrap this on up, is there anything else that we missed here that you would like to say about the Marshall Tucker Band, uh, what they've meant to you? Were they instrumental in your musical upbringing, would you say? Did they help shape the type of bands that you sought out to listen to? Um, I think they did. I mean, as far as, you know, what I was listening to after them, it, it definitely shaped the, the music that I was uh that I was drawn to. I was drawn to musicians, um, you know, right away by listening to, you know, these guys in this, in this kind of environment. I mean, it was just, uh, it was, it was nice to hear the, the, the instrument and it, not so much for the vocals, but the, the instruments alone, you can go to a concert and just listen to three hours of instruments and, uh, you know, you get your money's worth. The art of the performance, being able to translate the studio versions live and not disappoint and put your own twist on it live and expand upon whatever idea that went on in the studio. And just because if you think about it, you can catch a show here in New York and then you can catch a show maybe in Alabama or California or wherever they're going on this tour. And these songs could sound completely different based off of them jamming and taking it into a whole new direction while they're doing that. Correct. And it, it just shows you what kind of musicians they are. By being able to do that, um, it shows you that, you know, they, they admire the music in, 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 its, in its pure sense. And I'm glad I had the opportunity to witness this with my youngest daughter. Did you ever think, wait a minute, let's go back here. <laughs> Did you ever think that, you know, college, you watching this show, fast forward to you as an adult, would ever be watching Marshall Tucker with your daughter 40 years later. No, I never thought I never thought that that would, that would be possible, but you know the thing that was the best thing that happened that night was when we were walking out the door that night after the concert was over, you looked at me and said, "These guys are the real deal." <laughs> <laughs> they were and they are. They for sure are gained a fan with me and i think that if anything even if they don't get inducted which hopefully that they do within the next year coming years but they might be gaining new fans now maybe they're getting younger people out there to watch these shows maybe just like us people that grew up with them are now bringing their kids to their shows and a whole new generation is getting exposed to Marshall Tucker as we speak. That would be wonderful. So dad, I know you're not a musician yourself, but for somebody who has been a very avid listener to music and somebody that enjoys the art of the performance and the skills of musicianship, I think it's fair for me to ask you this question. For those who are listening right now who are musicians and they are up and coming and they're trying to get their music out there and they're really trying to promote themselves and break through that barrier, what do you think would be a good piece of advice to give them to help them stand out amongst all the noise that's going on right now? I don't know if I'm qualified to give advice on that kind of a question, to be perfectly honest with you. But 
um, the up and coming musicians, they must continue to practice and, and I think practice and, and, and rehearsals and all, all that is very important. I mean, to know your craft and to know it backwards and forward, that's how these guys have become very, you know, astute at their, at their performances. I think practice, and, and that goes for any kind of field that anybody's in. You have to practice. You have to practice. You, it, practice is, is what makes things perfect. And that's the advice that I, I would give up-and-coming, you know, musicians. And uh, if I, you know, if I'm even qualified to give that kind of advice, which I, don't, I probably am not, but... Um, <laughs> don't worry about that. That's a good piece of advice. You gotta, good advice. You got to practice, yeah. And yeah. A lot of people don't want to put the time and the effort in and perseverance. You got to be persistent. You, if you really want to do this and you really want to perform, then you're going to have to you're going to have to practice at it. As a side note, with Marshall Tucker personally, I wouldn't even consider them Southern rock music. The only thing South about them is obviously they're from the South, number one. And then, yeah, lyrically, there are some themes there about growing up in the South and stuff like that. But outside of that, more than anything else, I would consider them classic rock at this point and just hard rock. And they really don't, because the thing is, I think the reason why I was so thrown off guard is when you throw the term Southern in front of whatever you're trying to say, Southern rock or whatever, it automatically puts this image of what you think country music is today. And I wouldn't lump Marshall Tucker in necessarily with country music of today. You wouldn't? No. I think that's a very good observation. Yeah. I don't know, because I think that's part of why I was so taken aback, because I was ready to go to a country concert, which, by the way, I just want to throw this out there, because this is Music Matters Media. I believe all genres of music matter, including country. I'm just not as well-versed in country as opposed to other genres, but that's not to say that country's bad or that there's anything wrong with country music. But I do have to say that... I was taken aback by the Marshall Tucker Band because I was expecting a very hardcore country-themed type of show. And it really wasn't like that. It was just more so them talking about growing up in the South and stuff that they dealt with then. But as far as the music and even the sound of it, it really wasn't that country-leaning type of sound, I guess you would say. No, the most of the bands that um, that I listened to during that period of time were were more like a rock band. Right. And it's, I think you would categorize them more of a rock band than anything else. I mean, because uh, they certainly rocked us that night I mean, with their <laughs> guitars. I mean, that's 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 what rock is about. I mean, it's it, it's it's a little different today with the country music. The way it's yeah. demonstrated, so it's it's misleading. I think yeah, to a definitely. Lot, That's a good word, misleading. It's misleading to a lot of individuals today, um, listening. You know, thinking they're expecting something and 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 they're not, and maybe that's why they that they're not listening to it as well. You know. Well, I had a great time with you at the show, Dad. It really opened my eyes to a whole new group that I never would have listened to without you. So thank you so much for getting me into 
the Marshall Tucker Band, and I hope the next time they come around that we'll go again together and we'll experience it again. And I really had such a good time, not only because I got to enjoy the show and bond with you, but because the music was actually, as I said, or as you said that I said, they're the real deal. The that's, music was legit. That's right. They're the real deal. I mean, it's, and it's nice to, to, to... And even if you didn't grow up listening to that kind of music or it's out of your realm and you don't necessarily go for that type of genre, how could you not be impressed by the musicianship on that stage and on those records? Correct. And I think that's what truly makes the difference, that they kind of broke the idea of genre and more so made people focus on the instruments and what they can do with them and the talent that they had to bring more so than anything else. That's what music is all about. It's about talent. It's about bringing out those kind of, you know, sounds that you that that you haven't heard before. And dad, before we end this episode, I asked all my guests this. So I have to ask you as well. You're not getting away without answering this question, as you know, because you've listened to the show before. We are Music Matters Media, so I have to ask you, why does music matter to you? Music matters to me because it's the heart and soul of every human being. Nice. Solid answer, Dad. Thanks. That was poetic. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Dad, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I hope you'll be back. I, I've always wanted to have you on the show and to have Mom on the show as well, just because I thought it would be really cool to incorporate my parents somehow with what I'm doing here on the show. But I wanted to do it in a way that it made sense. I didn't want to force it, so I figured this would be the perfect opportunity to have you on. And I am very grateful that you were able to do it with me today. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much. And I'm extremely proud of what you're doing here. Thanks, Dad. That means the world to me. Thank you. And there you have it, you guys. That was our episode for today on the Marshall Tucker Band. Please let us know what you thought of our episode today. If you enjoyed my dad being on the podcast, I would love to have him here again. I'm sure that this won't be the last time that he's on, but... Please let us know what you thought about today's episode. Let us know if you've heard of the Marshall Tucker Band. If you have, what are your favorite songs, least favorite, favorite albums? Are you going to catch their tour? Hopefully we pitched it well enough because their tour was phenomenal and it really took my breath away. I was not expecting what I saw on that stage. So definitely has my stamp of approval for all of you guys listening out there and as always of course we want to hear from you guys so make sure to head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com and don't forget to follow us on social media we are on twitter tumblr instagram and facebook at music matters media and stay tuned for our next episode